Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about the Quran when Allah says, and we have sent down to you the book as a clarification for all things. That is a big claim, a clarification for all things. Furthermore, Allah Ta'ala says, And we have certainly diversified for the people in this Quran from every kind of example. Every kind of example, Allah Ta'ala is saying is in the Quran. Again, that's a very big claim. Furthermore, thirdly, Allah says what? And we have certainly presented to the people in this Quran from every kind of example. There are other ayat as well, but I hope three suffices to make the point. Allah Ta'ala is telling us what? This is a very important, these are very important concepts. Allah Ta'ala is saying over and, again, over and over again that in this Quran, you will find every kind of lesson. Everything is clarified in this Quran. That's a very big claim. Does this mean that literally everything is mentioned? Every word, every concept, every idea, that every possible question is answered and every possible situation is addressed in this most literal sense? No. Rather, Allah Ta'ala has given us principles. That's what's being expressed here. Allah Ta'ala has given you guiding principles that offer, that offer guidance in every possible circumstance. You will find guidance for every circumstance because of the principles that the Quran lays down. So this begs a big question. What is a proverb? What does it mean in the English language? What does it mean to, to a proverb? What is that? Simply put, they are expressions, statements, quotes that represent the cumulative wisdom that's acquired through experience. And that wisdom, it's, it's that kind of wisdom that gets passed down from the old to the young, from generation to generation. Anybody, I'm assuming everybody here, English-speaking English language, we know of quotes and proverbs and expressions that are popular, that express certain wisdoms and truths that are, get repeated often in the English language. But then, alhamdulillah, we have a diverse crowd. I'm sure there are others, whether they're speaking in Arabic or in Urdu or in Somali or in Malay or whatever the case may be, they know from their cultures, from their backgrounds, from their languages, cumulative wisdom. Expressions, quotes that get passed down generation from generation. And if we could collect every wisdom cataloged in each culture and in each language and from each time period, then we could definitely find many concepts repeated over and over again in different formulations, in different languages and in different wording. If we could eliminate all the repetition, what we would finally get is a distilled collection of human knowledge, a list of rules to live by. Basically, the whole history of human wisdom collected all in one spot that would help us to navigate this life. What if you could find all of that wisdom concentrated in one book? That is what the Qur'an is saying. Every quote, every piece of wisdom, every proverb, all of these different expressions that become popular in various different languages, you can find the wisdom of each one in the Qur'an itself. Some people are so familiar with the Qur'an that they can actually identify them. They can on the spot tell you, I know that expression and you can find it in the Qur'an here. Some people are so familiar, they've memorized the Qur'an, they understand it, they apply it, and they can find for you each one. And others have challenged them. And so I would like to relate to you a very beautiful incident that took place with Al-Husayn ibn al-Fadl, rahimahullah, who was a great scholar, who was a great mufassir, someone who studied the Qur'an deeply, and he had a very interesting quote in which you find he was once asked, Innaka 
تخرج أمثال العرب والعجم من القرآن فهل تجد في كتاب الله خير الأمور, خير الأمور أوساطها؟ So he was once asked, you seem like the type of person that extracts lots of wisdoms, lots of quotes from both the Arabs and from the non-Arabs. It seems that you are very familiar with their expressions and quotes and, par- and proverbs and parables and so forth. Is it possible that you could tell me in the Quran, what about this expression, which would translate to what? The best of affairs is the middle way. Or, I'm sure in English there are many that are similar to it, like for example, never get so busy making a living that you forget to make a life. That's a nice quote in English saying what? You have to be a little bit balanced in life, right? So whether it's in the English language, the Arabic language, is there something like this in the Quran? And he goes, Naam, fi arba'atin, fi arba'ati Yes, there are four different places in the Quran. I'm not going to go through all four of these ayat, but I'll just give one just to clear the example. He says, Allah says, وَالَّذِينَ إِذَا أَنْفَقُوا لَمْ يُسْرِفُوا وَلَمْ يَقْتُرُوا وَكَانَ بَيْنَ ذَلِكَ قَوَامًا He quotes when Allah Ta'ala says, And they, the believers, are those who, when they spend, they don't do so excessively nor sparingly. Not one extreme or the other. They don't spend too much or too little. But they find between that a just and moderate way. So he's giving them the quote. You want to know a quote about being moderate, about moderation? Here's one of them. And there are a number of others. Now the guy wants to challenge him some more. He says, okay. Have you found in Allah's book, whoever is ignorant of a thing becomes hostile towards it. I'm sure we're all familiar in English. There's a very famous expression that says what? People fear what they don't understand. People fear what they don't understand. This is just part of normal wisdom, part of the culture. People fear what they don't understand. Is that in the Quran too? Naam, absolutely. It's in actually two places. Allah says, Allah says, rather they have denied that which they do not encompass in knowledge. When you don't encompass something in knowledge, you deny it. I don't understand what this is, it must be wrong. That's in one place. Elsewhere, Allah Ta'ala says what? If they weren't guided by it, if they weren't guided by the Qur'an, they will say this is an old, ancient falsehood. This is nonsense. So he finds two places. This idea that if you don't understand something, you're hostile towards it, or people fear what they don't understand, I got you two spots. Okay, let's keep going. He challenges him again. Have you found in the Quran this other wisdom? Which is what? The expression, beware of the evil, beware of the evil of the one you've been good to. Sometimes you do good towards somebody, and because you're so good, they take advantage of you, they do evil back towards you. This is an expression in Arabic. In English, you might hear the expression, no good deed goes unpunished. You do good towards somebody, they're going to teach you. They're going to punish you for it. No good deed goes unpunished. It's a, fam- uh, it's a famous and common expression in English. He says, Naam. Yeah, it's in the Quran as well. Allah says, Allah says, And they were not resentful except for the fact that Allah and His Messenger had enriched them with bounties. Allah gives them good, they become more obstinate, subhanAllah. So He wants to keep challenging them. So far, he's offered a number of different challenges. He goes, okay, let's keep going. Let's see how many you can do. You think that every wisdom is in the Quran? Let's keep going. Have you found in the book of Allah? Which could translate to, there's no news like witnessing. There's no news like witnessing. In English, seeing is believing. I'm sure we've all heard the expression in English, seeing is believing. He goes, yeah, naam. It's in the Quran. Where? When, uh, when Allah Ta'ala asks Ibrahim, awalam tu'min? Ibrahim asked Allah, Ya Allah, I want to see how you bring, give life to the dead. And so he said, why, you don't believe? 
He goes, no, just to give satisfaction to my heart. In other words, seeing is believing. I really want to know. So what did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do? He, you know, told him to cut and kill the birds, and then he brought the birds back to life. Have you not believed? He said, yes, but only that my heart may be satisfied. So now he keeps going. I'm going to find this guy. I want to catch a place where he's not going to know wisdom. So he keeps going. Have you found in the book of Allah, fil harakat al-barakat? It's a nice quote in Arabic. It sounds nice. Fil harakat al-barakat, which means what? That in movement, there's a blessing. Or in English, you could say, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Right? The journey of a thousand miles, you have to get started. You have to move if you want things to, you know, to get started. If you want, you have to take that first step, and inshallah, then you'll find the blessing. Is that in the Quran as well? Because yeah, naam. Allah says what? وَمَنْ يُهَاجِرْ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ يَجِدْ فِي الْأَرْضِ مُرَاغَمًا كَثِيرًا وَسَعَةً Allah says, and whoever emigrates for the cause of Allah will find the earth, in the earth, many alternatives and alternative locations and abundance. You get started, you get up and you move for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala is going to open the earth for you and give you lots of options. You so, you just got to get started and inshallah the, the blessings are going to come. So he keeps, he, he doesn't want to quit. Alright, fine, let's see. Have you found in the book of Allah, You will be judged as you judge others. Famous expression, anybody who speaks Arabic has probably heard this a thousand times. Or you could say karma. And in English it would be what? What goes around comes around. What goes around comes around. He goes, yeah. Allah says in the Quran, Whoever does an evil, he's going to be recompensed by it. He's going to get an evil just like it. It's in the Quran. So now, you can imagine this guy's getting frustrated. He wants to find one example that you can't find in the Quran. So he keeps going. Have you found in this Quran? That the believer isn't bit from the same hole twice. If you put your hand in a hole and you get bit once, you're not going to put your hand a second time. In English, Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. We all, so it's, these expressions are universal. You find them in different languages, in different formulations, but they mean the same thing. And he's saying, is this in the Qur'an? And he goes, yes, of course. He goes, he says, in the Qur'an we find what? Allah says, on the words of Ya'qub alayhi salam. هَلْ آمَنُكُمْ هَلْ آمَنُكُمْ عَلَيْهِ إِلَّا كَمَا أَمِنْتُكُمْ عَلَىٰ أَخِيهِ مِنْ قَبْلِ Should I trust bin Yamin? to you, these brothers, like the same way I trusted you with Yusuf? Are you kidding me? In other words, look, you fooled me once, shame on you, you're not gonna fool me twice, that would be shame on me. So he's saying, am I really gonna trust you with this son the same way I trusted you with Yusuf before? So this is the expression. So now the guy's getting more frustrated, he wants to keep going. Have you found in the Quran the expression, the expression that says, whoever helps an oppressor will give him mastery over himself. The more you help somebody who's evil, the more that person is going to take advantage of you. Have you found that expression in the Qur'an? Or in English, you could say what? The price of dishonesty is self-destruction. This is a quote I found. The, uh, the price of dishonesty is self-destruction. You help an evil cause, you're going to find it comes back to you and destroys you. Is this in the Qur'an? Naam, yes, of course. كُتِبَ عَلَيْهِ أَنَّهُ مَنْ تَوَلَّاهُ فَأَنَّهُ يُضِلُّهُ وَيَهْدِهِ إِلَىٰ عَذَابِ السَّعِيرِ Allah Ta'ala says, it has been decreed for every devil, for every shaytan, that whoever turns to him, he will misguide him and will lead him to the punishment of the blaze. If you give your wilayah, if you give your allegiance to the evils, the waswas, the shaytan, that shaytan will lead you to your destruction. Yes, it's in the Qur'an. He doesn't want to quit. He goes, okay, what about this expression? فَهَلْ تَجِدْ فِيهِ have you found have you found the expression that a snake breeds nothing but snakes 
In other words, from an evil source, more evil is going to come. Or in English, you would say, garbage in, garbage out. Right? Famous expression in English, garbage in, garbage out. So something evil is only going to give more evil. Snakes only going to give birth to more snakes. He goes, yes, it's in the Quran. Nuh said, what? These are wicked people and they're not going to give birth to more, except to what? More and more evil disbelieving people. He goes, okay, have you found the Quran? The walls have ears. Even in English, it's the same expression. The walls have ears. In other words, people are always listening. Naam, yes. Allah says, and among you are avid listeners to them. Samma'un. It's not sami' samma' constantly listening. So people are always listening. Allah Ta'ala mentions this. So you can imagine, he's getting frustrated. Okay, I gotta find one simple example. Look how many, how many different quotes and proverbs you can find in various languages. And yet, subhanAllah, this is an alim who understands the Quran well. He goes, okay, what about this one? Al-jahilu marzuqun wal-alimu mahrumun. That the fool is provided for and the scholar is deprived. This is a common expression. Is this found in the Quran? You could say that in, in the English language, fast money comes with slow problems. It's a very true quote, that sometimes you'll do something evil and it'll benefit you in the short term. But in the long term, it'll be very detrimental for you. So fast money comes with slow problems. Is that in the Quran as well? Naam. Yes, of course it is. When Allah Ta'ala says what? قُلْ مَنْ كَانَ فِي الضَّلَالَةِ فَلْيَمْدُدَ لَهُ الرَّحْمَنُ مَدَّ Allah Ta'ala says what? Say, whoever is in error, let the most merciful extend for him an extension. You want to be in misguidance? Allah's going to give you more rope. Go further and further into your misguidance. You're going to be given more and more rope, no problem. And then finally he asked what? What about the expression? I'm sure we've all heard this before, those who speak Arabic. Al-jar qabla dar Very, very famous quote. Al-jar qabla dar What does that mean? It sounds nice in Arabic. It means what? That the neighbor before the house. In other words, in English you would say that you need to vet your neighbors and the neighborhood before you just take a look at the house. Why? Because the house might be beautiful, but even in the most beautiful house, best price, gorgeous house, if you have terrible neighbors, it's gonna, you're gonna have a bad life. So check the neighborhood and the neighbors before you check the house. Is this in the Quran? Is this expression, al-jar qabla al-dar? In the Quran, he says, yes, it is. When the wife of Fir'aun, Asi alayhi salam, she said what? Subhanallah, the wording is unusual. The fact, she should have, you would expect her to say what? Rabbi ibn Lee, baytan indak. Make for me a house close to you. But instead of saying a house close to you, she said close to you, a house. She cared about being close to Allah before the house. Al-jar qabla al-dar. So the fact that she's saying, Ya Allah, yes I want to be in paradise, but before I even mention paradise, before about my, my abode or my home in paradise, what do I want? I want to be next to you in my house in paradise. First, is the closeness. First is who? Who you're close to, next to. Al-Jar Qabla dar SubhanAllah. So beautiful in the Qur'an. I've given many, many examples here. What is the point? The point is that this man was determined to stump this scholar. He was trying to find one wisdom, one life lesson that isn't found in the Qur'an, and yet every challenge was satisfied. He couldn't stump him. He couldn't find one. My fear, this is for everybody, but it's for myself as well. My fear is that nowadays, a non-Muslim could find these verses of the Qur'an that say, look, every example, every lesson is in the Qur'an. They find these verses and they say, oh, really? What about this one? What about this proverb? What about this expression? What about this wisdom? What about this life lesson? Where is it in the Qur'an? And they would challenge us and ask us. But unfortunately, we who hardly know any Qur'an, who don't memorize it, who don't understand it, who don't live by it, we would say, I don't know. And you say, exactly, it's not in the Qur'an. It's, it's not there. 
It's, it's false. It's making a claim that isn't true. May Allah Ta'ala protect us. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Inshallah Ta'ala, I will continue in the second khutbah. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Muhammad wa ala sahbihi wa sallam sallam kathira. Bismillah, bismillah, walhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about the Qur'an when he says, Ba'da a'udhu billahi min ash-shaytani rajim Ya ayyuhal nas, O mankind, this is not just for the believers, this is for all of mankind. Ya ayyuhal nas, qad ja'atkum maw'idhatun min rabbikum, wa shifa'un lima fi sudur, wa hudan wa rahmatun lil mu'mineen. O mankind, there has come to you uh, instruction from your Lord and a healing for that which is in the chests and a guidance and a mercy for the believers. Allah Ta'ala continues in the next ayah and says what? Say, we should say these words. And the Prophet was saying this to the believers. In the bounty of Allah and in his mercy, in that let them rejoice. Let the believers rejoice in this bounty of Allah, in this mercy of Allah, in this book, this guidance, this revelation that has been sent. It is better than what they accumulate. It is better than what they are collecting. What you see the people running around, I want more of this, more of that. This Qur'an is better than that. We should be celebrating every time we learn a new surah of the Qur'an, every time we memorize a new ayah of the Qur'an. This should be a bigger cause of celebration than buying a new house, buying a new car, whatever they are collecting. We should be more happy, more content, celebrating more that we are going deeper and deeper into the Qur'an. Imagine, brothers and sisters, imagine if every single Muslim, each and every one of us, was obsessed with this Qur'an like we obsess over money and status. Imagine if we had that same keen awareness, that devotion to the Qur'an instead of just leaving it on the shelf and expecting people to figure it out despite the fact that yes, it is amazing, it is miraculous, but if it's just sitting there, how will anybody know? You have to be a walking example of this Qur'an for them to pick it up inshallah ta'ala. Imagine if non-Muslims would listen to the believers conversing back and forth, having conversations, talking about their progress in their memorization, talking about their progress in learning this Qur'an, learning their Arabic, memorizing more and more, regularly quoting from the Qur'an to each other, quoting back and forth in Arabic, and they say, well, what did you just say? I didn't understand that. What was that quote? Oh, yeah, let me translate it for you. But everybody knows. We are, you know, we, we have our own inside language, our own inside concepts, quotes, proverbs, wisdoms, etc. Imagine if we had this, and we were enthusiastically sharing with one another, new gems, new lessons that we've recently learned. Imagine how quickly non-Muslims would realize that we have something better than they have. It is better than what they are gathering together. How quickly would they realize? How quickly would they want to read this Qur'an? Yes, we know that past prophets were given all kinds of miracles. And when they would do these miracles, some people due to a combination of shock and arrogance, they would see this miracle take place, and what would they say? But when there came to them our visible, clear, obvious signs, our clear, obvious miracles, they would say, this is nothing but clear magic. This is obviously magic. So they would be shocked by it, and they didn't want to accept the truth, and so they would call it magic. But just imagine if you could preserve that moment. What if you could take the time, slow things down, and analyze the miracle? What if people could take their time and analyze the fire that wasn't burning Ibrahim Wouldn't they want to do that? Wouldn't scientists be fascinated? Why isn't this fire burning him? Can we take our time and see what's going on in here? Could you imagine having the ability, whether they're Muslim or non-Muslim, to analyze the water that was standing up against gravity when Musa struck the water and subhanAllah parted the sea 
by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't you think people would want to study that? Don't you think they'd want to take samples of it, try to analyze it, splash it around, see what happens? Don't you think they'd be curious? Wouldn't you want, wouldn't they want to analyze in depth this incredible phenomenon, this miracle? If the answer is yes, then I want you to keep in mind that we have that opportunity. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent us a miraculous Qur'an, which is unlike all other previous miracles. Why? Specifically because you can spend your life studying the Qur'an. You can spend your life analyzing, understanding, writing about, reading about, learning about, talking about, applying this incredible book, this miracle of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have that opportunity, walhamdulillah. And the more you do so, the more you study it, the more you analyze, subhanAllah, it only makes you want to learn more and more and more. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of those who are enthusiastic students of the Qur'an. May Allah ta'ala make us of those who are enthusiastic students of the Qur'an. May Allah make us enthusiastic students of the Qur'an. Ameen ya Rabbil Alameen. Allahumma hadina fi man hadayt. Wa'afina fi man afayt. Wa tawallana fi man tawallayt. Wa barik lana fi ma a'atayt. Wa qina sharra ma qadayt. Fa innaka taqdi wa la yuqda alayk. Innahu la yadhillu man walayt. Wa la ya'izzu man a'adit. Barakta rabbana wa ta'alayt. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana. Wa fi al-akhirati hasana. Wa qina a'adhaab al-nar. Wa sallallahu ala sallam Muhammad. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam 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 sallam